Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 188. It's August 27th, 2015. My guest today is Anne Carp. She's a painter, a writer, and a hiker. She's going on this crazy long hike, and she'll be blogging about it as she can. Uh, so I wanted to tell you guys about it and have her on the show. Uh, she's been on the show a couple times before. Uh, I think once when I lived in Georgia, when I was living at Koinonia community in Georgia, the commune. If you've been listening long enough, you will know about that. And she was on one time since then. She was the, uh, she did a, oh, I should use her album art for this show. Uh, you'll see her on the album art for today's show. And because uh, she was a featured artist, I was doing visual artists for a while, um, a couple of years ago. Anyway, she's on the show today too, and you'll hear a lot more about that soon. Before we get there though, I want to uh, talk to you with some updates about me. I am starting officially, I can't remember if I said this officially on the podcast yet, but I'm starting a residency at Tamerlane Farm Animal Sanctuary in, uh, uh, I almost said Georgia, in New Jersey, uh, Montague, New Jersey. It's really a super exciting project for me. I am, I'm going to be visiting the farm as much as I can. Unfortunately, I still have to work, so um, I'll, I'll take as many trips there as I can, and I'm writing a new show uh, based on that experience, and it will incorporate my experience. And the way I like uh, envision it now is that it will be a uh, th- that experience will serve as sort of the framework for other pieces about uh, my experience with animals, my relationship with them, the way I perceive humans and animals to relate to each other, and uh, who knows what else. Like I've I just spent a five day uh, <clears throat> piece of time. I get really, like, here's, here's the thing I want to talk about. I get very, like, I want to whisper about this stuff because uh, I, um, I agree to do these things because I want to do them, but I don't really believe I can. <laughs> so I, and it relates to so many things, like why this podcast is a week late. I didn't do the podcast last week, and uh, there's a lot of work that I want to do. Um, in preparation for this show, and I'm super excited about it. I'll do, uh, it's going to have a three-night run at Dixon Place here in New York City. And Dixon Place, I looked at when I first moved here, like, oh, that'd be really cool if I could do something there. And uh, now I am did my show there. I did a show there. I did uh, my album release there. And now they're like, sure, yeah, let's do it for three nights. Let's see how that goes. So not only are they... Uh, entrusting me to like create a new piece of work this year that they're going to give me three nights on the calendar, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights to perform without even having any idea what it's going to be. Um, uh, but when I mentioned it to Ellie, who's the founder, she was like, of course, you're part of the family here now. So all of that stuff, I think it's so exciting, but it also feeds into my like, oh my God, I can't do that. So I find myself spending a lot of time on the internet and uh, playing video game Simpsons tapped out <laughs> and letting things pile up. And, and I think it sort of dawned on me a couple of days ago that that's part of what I do because I can't. The last time I remember doing this was when I played uh, the piano for Sandra Bernhard, I guess last year. When I got that gig, I was like, like frozen in this like way. And and I think I went through that a lot when I was working with her, where I was just like, uh, um, weirdly shell shocked and finding myself in a position that I didn't think I was qualified for. 
Yeah, so I get frozen, but I'm unfreezing and things are moving again. So I'm super excited about doing that show. Um, I'm just skipping last week's podcast. I was going to try to squeeze two in this week, um, but I'm not. So today you'll be hearing from, I almost said Ann Clark, <laughs> Ann Carp. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to say is I, I feel like as a result of the residency, the shape of this podcast may be changing too. And I may use it for check-ins like this more frequently, just talking about my work and, uh, and then still following up with a uh, interview with a creative person of some shape. So I still feel like whispering when I talk about myself, but I'm very excited. And I hope you're excited too. You can see updates at michaelheron.com. And also drip, uh, I think it's drip.fm. Uh, I'm starting a, uh, like a subscription service there. I just found out that I got approved to join them. Um, I, I don't, my profile isn't set up or anything like that yet. So don't go there. Uh, I, I, I think it's visible, but you know, don't look at it yet. Uh, I'm getting new graphics and all that kind of stuff done. There's so much work involved in being an independent artist, you guys. I had no idea. It's a lot, but it's fun and I'm glad I'm doing it. But if you want to be an intern for someone like me, Anyway, my friend, uh, oh no, he, he just told me how to pronounce this. Um, Aben, I'm sorry, Aben Crawford is a longtime internet podcasting friend of mine. He's also um, the musician behind Senator Jez. Yeah, <laughs> I killed enough time to look up that pronunciation. Senator Jez, um, and he just released this uh, couple of songs. It's, uh, yeah, so I've got a couple of them. I'm going to play Long Days by Senator Jez. And uh, you can see on MikeyPod.com for information where to listen to his music and buy it and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm feeling super inspired, but in a way that's like very overwhelming. So, you know, I'm just going to hold my own hand and move forward. But in that way, I feel like I really want to support other people who are hardworking, amazing artists, such as uh, Aben and Anne and other people who you'll hear. Uh, next week's podcast will feature Robin Fetter, who is the, re the real vegan housewife. She's got a cool blog, and uh, she's starting doing videos on the YouTubes. And yeah, anyway, here's uh, Senator Jez with Long Days, and after this you'll hear...
Joining me now is Anne Karp, who you've heard on the show before. She's a painter, a writer, a hiker, which is a lot of what we're talking about today. And uh, she's my former co-community member at Koinonia. Is that Communard? Co-communard. Co-communard. Uh, I don't know. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, thanks for having me. I mean, thanks for having you. What am I talking about? Uh, it's I haven't, nice to talk. We haven't <laughs> talked in a long time. I'm a little like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm talking to Anne. Um, so, oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to begin. I, I want to talk about the hiking because sure. that, that was what inspired me to talk to you. Well, let's talk about that and we'll see what happens next. Sounds um, good. So it's the John Muir Trail. Am I saying the name of uh, that right? You are. Yeah. Yeah. I did, a, I did my research. I find, I find all this stuff so fascinating because um, I would never want to do that. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I think about it, I think, why would I want to do that? Uh, I don't think I was thinking about that earlier today. I was thinking, what if he asks me why I'm doing that? And I, I kind of don't know, but it's a mystery. I love it. But I can totally understand why people would not want to do that at all. Yeah. So, yeah. It's funny. Like, I um. I, I've been doing this running thing. Well, you like we ran yeah. together at the farm, yeah. and I did this looking great. Yeah, I was looking at your your vegan team of runners. Yeah. Looks like a great community. It looks like an awesome. Yeah, it's time. super cool. But I signed up for that thing not really knowing what it was. <laughs> like it's a big two hundred mile relay. But now I'm like, oh, I got to do that again, and I have no I... idea why. It's the same thing. I wonder if it's that like there's something magical that. Uh... Yeah. Uh, so can you put into words like what if maybe if not what you why you want to do it is that oh you know I should be a little more specific because I haven't even said it's over what 200 miles you're going to be hiking or is it more than that yeah well let me just tell you a little bit about what the John Muir Trail is um, perfect insofar as I understand it at this point having never set foot on it yet but it's uh it's about 215 220 miles and it starts in Yosemite. Well, you can do it either way, but the way I'm doing it is from north to south. And you start in Yosemite and you hike vaguely south and you end up on Mount Whitney, which is the highest point um, in the lower 48, I believe. So there's you're walking along the high Sierras of California on the ridge line. So you get a lot of great views, great lakes, um, and you're kind of staying mostly closer to up on the ridge so it's not quite as much up and down and up and down as the AT as the Appalachian Trail as I understand uh -huh. and uh, meanwhile you're camping uh, and staying outside and meeting a whole bunch of fellow, fellow travelers so that's that's the deal yeah um, and um, oh there was a question oh you're carrying all your <laughs> I mean I feel like such a little newbie to the whole thing i'm like and you oh, carry all of your things I'm while you're hiking my house and my refrigerator and yeah and really my hard. stove and my oven so <laughs> um yeah and i'm really lucky that my partner is really into being kind of a, a gear wonk about uh -huh. Uh, getting nice lightweight gear and he's made some of the gear and I've made a little bit of the gear I made a little windscreen for my stove to keep it from blowing out super oh, high nice. tech it's like made out of a cookie baking sheet you know? uh, are so you, a lot of it is yeah are the two of you doing strong. it together or are you going on your own I he was totally willing to come oh, and we love to hike together we had a great time when we hiked the, the Appalachian Trail together 
But I decided that I wanted to see what kind of, and that kind of answers will start to answer your question about why do I want to do this. Um, aside from just loving to be outside in almost all kinds of weather mm-hmm. and just being a person who ever since I was a kid just really liked to walk and explore my surroundings, um, I wanted to see what kind of a solo hiker I am. And what am I like when I'm more alone? And so that's part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Although a lot of people, when I say I'm doing this, will say, you're doing it alone. And they have this concern. And it's really not alone because like 40 other people every day start this hike and there's tons of day hikers out there. So it's really not like I'm hiking in the Arctic Circle and, you know, right. just me and my dogs. Um so I, I, I hope to find out some answers about that and get some insight about, you know, am I a mellow hiker? Am I a speed hiker? What, what's the deal? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you're extremely calm and casual about the bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the one time I did see a grizzly in the woods and it saw me, I, I mean, my legs were definitely jelly. Like, it's this really interesting place to be not the top of the food chain. Yeah. And that's rare for humans. We're used to being the top. Yeah. Um, but to see the head come out of the huckleberry bushes and make some noises that communicate unequivocally that you should back off, that's scary. <laughs> but, I mean, for one thing, there aren't grizzly bears in in the Sierras. Um, so just black bears, you know, which I mean, still you want to take them seriously, but actually you're required to carry this giant canister, which you may have read about on I the did, website. Yeah. I did, a little bit about the darn thing. It's just a hunk of metal and it, it has to, they can't even make it like square or some kind of convenient shape that would go into a backpack because it has to be such that the bear can't get its jaws around the thing. So it would just be like frustrated and pawing it around and it can't bite it and carry it away and then, you know, work on it some more in in the privacy of its den or whatever. So (laughs) So it's a big, giant, giant metal canister. I don't know. I mean, if you make, I guess it's an adjustment that's been going on for since I've lived in Montana because there's bears all over the place and, um, Sometimes they even come down into people's neighborhoods occasionally who live near the wilderness. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just get used to it and making noise when you're out there because mostly you just don't want to surprise them. You want to say, hey, bear, I'm here. Just so you know, I'm moving through. You know, and usually they don't want to fight or anything. They just yeah. want to know where you are and keep them and their babies away from you. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why, like, <laughs> bears freak me out. They're, I've been spending time at this farm in New Jersey and Tamerlane. Yeah. Tamerlane. Tamerlane. It sounds beautiful. Uh, it's really beautiful, but they also yeah. have bears there. And one of the animal caretakers was like, Oh, I saw a bear just yesterday. I was out by the compost and it was a little bear cub. And I was like, wow, no. <laughs> like, so the whole time I was freaking out. I don't know why, but I'm not real into running into a bear, but I have a feeling it might happen. Yeah. At some point. Even though you're into running, but just not, I mean, imagine the, the motivation that would come from that. You would be sprinting. Yeah. Except they say you no. shouldn't run away from them. Right. No, you shouldn't. You actually should not know because it uh, triggers them 
them to chase you, even if they wouldn't have before. Yeah, right? it might. Yeah, you oh, want to not, not really make eye contact. And well, it depends if it's a grizzly or a black bear reaction. I yeah. guess. But uh, yeah, uh, it's amazing. I love that. I'm like, tell me more <laughs> about how to cope with bears. <laughs> you know, there's this really neat. This is a little bit off topic, but there's this really neat nonprofit in Missoula here where I where I live. And uh uh, it's called Bears and Apples, and so they'll they'll put out a call when someone has an apple tree that's, or or a plum tree or just other fruits that's uh, about to have all that fruit come harvest harvest time, so that we come and pick all the fruit, so the bear's not tempted to get where because they say a fed bear is a dead bear, so if the bear associates humans with food, they're probably going to have to kill the bear. So uh, if we harvest the food and then the volunteers get the food or it's donated to the homeless shelter, they make cider, they have a cider press. And so it's this really neat partnership where you you benefit the environment and the bears and the people whose house it is and you and the homeless shelter. And it's a pretty cool project. Oh, that's cool. So, Love yeah. it. Excellent. Um, the, I, your last blog post I was just reading and there's, and it, it triggered me to like, with some thoughts of, um, the spiritual sort of, um, or I I guess I'm, I'm adding a spiritual journey to your trip. And I wonder if, if there is one. No, that's a safe assumption. It was, uh, (laughs) the last post was pretty thinking about spirit and, and, uh, you know, I try not to go into these big projects with a expectation that, well, I'm going to have to be transformed, otherwise this is a failure. But I try to be open, and um, I think solitude of in and of itself, whether you're in the woods uh, or, or just home alone, uh, can, you know, foster some insight. So I don't have a particular goal, but sure, I'd love to learn more about myself and about the world and how, how this one little particle fits in with the whole world. And so that, I don't know, without getting all woo woo about it. Yeah. yeah. That's totally part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. So- I definitely feel most spiritually at home when I'm not in quote civilization. Right. Uh, it's so like, uh, it's so intriguing to me. And also like, I'll be reading your posts and the thing that I love about it is just, I'm like, Oh, that sounds really beautiful. And then you mention the sweat on the back of your neck. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, not nope, not doing that. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sweaty and and there's always something rubbing or something. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Like, My no matter. No blisters. What? Uh, but so, how long will the trip take you? Well, I gave myself three weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure I could have done it more quickly, but speed isn't really the object. And uh, I have a whole bunch of little side trips mapped out that I could take if I want to. There's a hot spring, which is like, this is this is like catnip to me, hot springs. So uh, uh, there's a hot spring I can hike to. There's Devil's Post Pile National Monument is also nearby. I got a permit to hike up Half Dome, which is... I guess sort of a famous ascent on the way, uh, which if I, someone told me when I told them that, oh, didn't a huge like five million pound slab just fall off of Half Dome? And I looked that up last night, and apparently it did. Uh, but apparently it's still okay to walk up it. Yeah, it's probably it's more. It's probably more okay now than it was before that slab fell off, right? 
Like now everything's settled into into its place and it's ready for you. Quarter dome. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) So yeah, I've got extra. So yeah, I've got some play in terms of how fast I want to do it or how much I want to sit around or not. So, um, that's another thing I guess I'll just find out when I get there. Yeah. So, uh, ah, so amazing. (laughs) Uh, so you'll be blogging, uh, as internet access permits, right? Yeah. That's one thing I'm kind of not sure about. Um, I don't know how often, I mean, I'll, I'll get to a place where I'll have internet probably about every five days or so, and just how much battery I'll have in my very first smartphone. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably still have the phone that I had the last time we saw each other. That's kind <laughs> but, of amazing, uh, honestly. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll say it's cheap. But uh, so, uh, you know, I'll be trying. And, and that's another thing that uh, blogging is actually really good for my hiking, I've discovered. that It's like two creative processes that feed off each other for me because the rhythm of walking and observing, um, helps me clarify my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I don't know when you run, do you find that things will come up to the surface that you wonder if they wouldn't have otherwise or? Yeah. Like things come to the surface for me when I'm running, when I'm in the shower. And now I know when I'm, um, cleaning out the chicken barn with a pitchfork and just shoveling chicken shit, like repetitive movements and just like, uh, those aren't necessarily mindless activities, but but activities that you can kind of go on autopilot and then your body yeah. is, it's almost like your body is stimulated and yeah. Keeping, yeah. I don't know. So you don't have to think too much about what you're doing, but you're alive right. and your body is like in action. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Who knows if we're more observant or if it's just that we don't have to use that analytical part of the brain for a while and things just come up. So, so I often... On, on my la- so I blogged along the Appalachian Trail as well, and if people visit the website, I have the whole journey up there, um, so you can read back in time that way. Um, but I would often come into town with the with the entry pretty much fully formed in my head, and just find a computer at a cheap hostel somewhere, and it would just come right out pretty quickly because it had sort of distilled during the process of you know, walking through a couple days of mud or whatever it was, or, or a couple days of beautiful weather, either way, it yeah. didn't seem to matter. So, Were there any major um, mistakes you made on the Appalachian Trail that you now know to um, prepare for? Well, I think the main one was just, I, we sure wish that we had brought thicker sleeping pads. Ah. It was so darn cold for quite a few nights, and then after we finished we got some better sleeping pads and and boy that would have made a huge difference <laughs> I think in like how many nights I slept uh so it's just really mundane quotidian things like that um but we we had prepared quite a bit before we did that trail too just by living in Montana we're really lucky that we've got a lot of trails and a lot of woods nearby so we went on a lot of practice hikes um, and, uh, also man, Gore-Tex socks are the bomb. That's, oh. that's my other gleaned wisdom is they probably kept my toes from falling off. Uh, um, I don't even know how you pronounce it, but Raynaud's syndrome or Raynaud, I don't know. The thing where your fingers and toes turn white really easily. That's, I've got that. So I got to watch my feet, uh, especially in like cold river crossings oh, and wow. snow and such. So 
Um, but I'm curious to see how camping out west is different than camping on the east coast area. So more insight will follow, I hope. That's so cool. Um, I'm so I'm really looking forward to following your blogging as it comes. No expectations. Please don't right. don't be stressed out as you're going like Michael Heron is looking for a blog post and I haven't God, posted in a week. Someone, ah, yeah, I think what I'll do, especially if I can't get to a computer friendly space very often, is, is I'll probably just I'm bringing a little sketch pad um, and, and that's really nice too. I'll do some drawing and some writing as well. And, and that way, if I'm not able to post real time, I'll be able to, and I'll probably release them like every five days, even if I could release them all at once, oh, cool. uh, once I get back. So it'll still kind of feel like a journey, but we'll see, you know, might happen sort of live and it might, it might not. So. That's cool. So the blog is at sidewaysgaze.com. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a link that's the Appalachian Trail Journal, uh, and then the the more recent stuff about the John Muir Trail is is just on the plain old blog. I love so, it. So that's where stuff is. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Let, thanks so much for talking to me about this. I really like want people to read your writing as it comes in whatever path, whatever path, whatever timeline it comes in. Yeah, well, I would love for folks to read it, leave comments if they like, uh, or just, you know, just vicariously come along. So yeah, cool. I'd, I'd love to inspire people to get out there. I, it's weird, too. If I have one more thing. It's like hiking is having a moment right now, I feel, with Wild and the movie oh, yeah. and the book. And then there's a movie about the famous book about the Appalachian Trail, A Walk in the Woods, coming out this fall as well. And so it's having a cultural moment. So it seems like there's a lot of... I don't know why. It's just hitting a chord with a lot of folks right now. So. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder if it's a, an escape from uh, technology. Like, you know, there's a part of us that, I mean, I'm stuck to that stuff all the time by choice, but yeah, I, I like yeah. the idea of, I don't know, there's a whole, there's been a resurgence just in like in my synthesizer keyboard nerd world. There's a resurgence of modular synthesizers, those big synths that you play by like plugging different things in and that resurgence has come because people have been working on their computers for so long making music with a mouse that they're like i gotta touch something i wonder if that's what this that's cool i wonder if it's that same sort of motion toward hiking people wanting to sort of embrace uh being unattached it could surely be connected yeah Yeah. it's crazy crazy (laughs) well thanks for joining me It's been great to talk to you,
That was Contact Contemporary Music Ensemble. Actually, I think they're just called Contact Contemporary Music, or maybe they're just called Contact. Either way, that track was called Thirds, Fourths, and Fifths, and it was composed by Allison Cameron. Love it. Do you know already about the I Care If You Listen um, online magazine and blog? And they release a mixtape every season, and this was included in it. So thank you, I Care If You Listen for turning me on to that. I think it's a beautiful track. Um, That's all we got for today. MikeyPod.com for show notes. MichaelHeron.com for updates about me and my upcoming show. It's over a year away, but you can read about the process and I'll be podcasting and videoing and blogging and all of that kind of stuff. There'll be some back channel subscription only stuff to look out for. Um, You will be among the first to know. Uh, You could sign up for my mailing list at MichaelHeron.com too. Not a bad idea if you want to keep up to date with my progress with the show and all of that kind of stuff. Probably the best way to do it. I send out a monthly thing. That's enough self-promotion. Thank you for listening. Any of the things Anne and I talked about or the tracks you heard on the podcast today, you can find links to also at MikeyPod.com. Please send me an email at MikeyPod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Facebook, Instagram, all the places. You can find me at them. Uh, so yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh, tune in next week for uh, Robin Fetter, the real vegan housewife. Thanks for listening.